Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick McGill, and today I'm joined by Mike Carls, back in the house for the countless number of times at this point. How you doing? How's it going? Nick, today marks the one-year anniversary of me not on nicotine, quitting nicotine. Thank yes, you. congratulations. You were on the podcast, you said, uh, a year ago. I was on the podcast a year ago, like on day two or three after I'd quit nicotine, and mm-hmm. I was I, I was struck. I got super drunk on the podcast <laughs> because uh, my my brain was going through withdrawals. Yeah, uh, from the nicotine, and it the alcohol just hit me super hard. What beer was that? Um, how how long is how long now that we know that because this is gonna this beer tonight, guys, is gonna complete the turn for uh. The third section of the wall, and we only have one left to go after this. Episode one thirty four, by the way. Nice. Um, I actually I don't remember. I don't remember I'd have either. To, I'd have to listen back. Right. But I do remember. Um, it was a. I got. It was probably a strong one. I don't know. I think it was just the fact that my brain was going through withdrawal symptoms, <laughs> and so the alcohol just hit me extra hard at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's been a year. Uh, and now I can't even imagine picking it back up. That's good. I need to get on that board with uh, my own life, but we'll we'll figure that out at a later date. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's pretty it, it's I never I actually honestly never thought it would like happen. Like I yeah. I, was, I was on nicotine for twelve years, and I just was like I never even thought about quitting, and just happened to randomly decide to quit one Monday. Right. And then, yeah. And, and now well, you did it, man. Congrats. That's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Now you can't imagine going back. Well, you also were just quitting uh, vaping, too, because you had previ- previously quit cigarettes back yeah. like years ago, right? Yeah, vaping and the occasional chew. Oh, you, know? oh, you don't even do chew at all anymore. I do. No, I have no nicotine whatsoever. Shit, nice work. Yeah. It must feel fucking great not to have that kind of a... You don't have any cravings at all? No. Hell yeah. Not anymore. I mean, once in I guess that's a lie. Once in a while, I'm like, mm, probably. I could probably have like a. I could, I would like maybe try like a dip. I think yeah. that's if anything. If anything, that's the one thing that I would maybe like could see myself even doing again. Okay. Now that it's been so far removed, I don't think I'd become like a addict again. I could probably just do it like around certain people, but. Yeah, I'm glad I, just, I never. I'm glad the first time I did dip, I threw the fuck up all over the place. So I never really ever wanted to do that again just a visceral visceral reaction to even seeing it really so. yeah i i know it's the one thing that i just i still to this day i'm like mm, maybe like it's missing in my golf life that's that's a hard thing got you so i that so this summer was weird not dipping every time i golfed got you well speaking of vices what are we drinking tonight we are drinking a sierra nevada hoppy anniversary ale hey mike it's your anniversary of nicotine. I figured I'd get one that said anniversary on it. I appreciate the thoughtfulness. <laughs> so this is a uh, West Coast IPA by Sierra Nevada. And uh, they said back when they started brewing beer in 1980, um, hot forward beers weren't very popular, but they always liked them. So they wanted to, you know, to the next 40. To the next 40, this is a 6 percenter, 65 IBUs. Whatever the hell that means. That's like how hoppy it is. Yeah. I know, because then uh, there's one beer by uh, Lagunitas that is hop stupid, and it's over. It's a they have it as like 101 IBUs, which isn't even possible. But <laughs> I almost got a hop slam because I mm. saw it today. But I was like, 
That's wow. that's a ten percenter. That would be a, I, I to, might not be working tomorrow. Yeah, I would have had to warn you about that one. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be a hey Mike, take the next day off. Hmm. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Beer number one. Sport. I got a lot of foam on mine. I can't get a really good taste yet. It's, it's not it's pretty good. I mean it's like a it's pretty standard light. Like a light pale? It's like yeah. Yeah, 6%? That's good. All right. I mean, I can drink it. And it tastes a little bit even sweeter because of my anniversary. Yep. All right. Well. We have, there's so many, there's so much sports to talk about. Let's lead the way. (laughs) uh, I've I've got opinions, but the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the Red Wings trades. Sure, we can talk. We can start Detroit sports. Yeah, NHL trade deadline just happened. Um, were there any big trades? In, in, do you follow hockey at all anymore? Um, I play fantasy hockey, but um, big trades, I don't. I can't think of. I mean, Kovalchuk, who sucks, he got traded. Mm. Um, Hockey's and, just something I don't get into until the playoffs when the Red Wings aren't good. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. Yeah, I barely watch. I mean, I don't even watch. I just go by stats. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and. But, yeah, I mean, Detroit, they're just cleaning house. Yep, Mike Green is gone to Edmonton, and so is Andreas Anthonisio. Mike Green came uh, came with, uh, we got some 35-year-old forward or center, and a fourth-round pick, conditional third if they make the finals or something. And then Anthonisio, we got two second-round picks. Yep. Which and is a pretty decent haul for someone who I think might be vastly overrated. Well, it's not even, yeah, I mean, he's 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 a... Uh... It's tough to say because the Red Wings are so bad right. that um, it's tough to like really stand out in a team sport unless you're. I mean, even if you're a star, I mean, right. it's 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 tough. Um, but I mean, and he's he got was, he. We're so far away that we would just be eating his prime. He might as well go play for hopefully someone. Maybe he'll get a few more wins on that. Yeah, and especially a team with like as historically bad defensively as we are, you can't really have a defensive liability or yeah, defensive liability speedy forward. Like his plus minus, I think was like minus forty five. Minus forty five, which is so incredibly but terrible. I mean, the Red Wings in general's plus minus is awful. Right. I mean, I they know, don't score. Goals. I think he leads the league in plus minus. Jimmy Howard has like two wins. I mean, <laughs> it, this team is awful. I mean, at least at least Stevie uh, Y is embracing the tank, and oh. you know, it seems like all the Detroit sports teams are embracing the tank and at the same moment right now. Thank God. And we're just gonna go through this dark. I don't know how long it's going to take for all these teams, but maybe they'll all be good at the same time one maybe day. Maybe we'll have, like, maybe... Except for we... the Lions, are probably always going to be mediocre to a little bit better than mediocre. Yeah, maybe in, like, 15 years, uh, maybe, like, 10 years, 10 to 15 years, we'll just have a Boston-type, you know, run. That'd be sick. Where just all of our teams are good at the same time. 10 years, though? I mean, at least, at least we're in our... Uh... In our, in our years where we can still go out and do stuff all the time, we don't have to be beholden to watching sports as our only entertainment. Like, I speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty busy, and uh, I go to bed. I mean, normally, what time is it? I mean, I'm usually... It's 9, 10 right yeah, now. Yeah, normally I'm laying in bed right now, yeah. ready to go to sleep in the next 50 minutes. You're going to have a hard day tomorrow, then. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little Because you got here kind of late. We started this podcast later than we normally do, folks. Yeah, well, we do. Um, you know, I, I'm just a, I'm a busy guy. Work's been mm. draining me. Um, love it. It's, like, been the most, like involved in just like i every day i have so much to do but yeah um it's a little hot in here 
a little hot in here. Take it. Just Nick is currently stripping. I'm just gonna get naked for this podcast. Perfect. Follow the live stream. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, but anyways, back to sports. There's a lot of sports. Um, we just had the big boxing match. Yeah, who was that? Fury and Wilder. Wilder. Which one was Fury? Fury's the big tall, big white tall dude. white guy. Yep. Yep. We watched that. That was kind of a, a, a weird ass match. A, with just a beat down. Beat down, and then this guy, this fuck guys, this guy's a fucking vampire. <laughs> like licking the blood, licking the blood off the shoulder of uh, I think Wilder. He, well, I so I think before the fight, he said he was going to taste his blood, and so he he did. He lived up to that. Yeah, that's yeah. still strange. <laughs> yeah, he punched him so hard in the ear that his ear just exploded blood. Oh, really? Out of it, yeah. And then um, Wilder, um, they're going to have a rematch. Wilder had a, a clause in his contract that he can um, enact a, a rematch clause. Yeah, uh, and so he 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 came out and. And said that he is going to um, have the rematch, and that he did not to make excuses, but he made excuses. Didn't he say something about hurting himself coming in or something? Well, he had that. He said he was uh, slightly injured coming in, and then he said that his the 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 suit he wore in with the lights and was like forty pounds, and he walked all the way. You know, that there's a pretty long walkout, and yeah, um, so he didn't have his legs and. He was just, I mean, really, he's just finding ways to make it so people want to watch this next fight because it was such a beatdown. It's tough yeah. to sell a rematch when it was so lopsided. But with P, the the big thing with Wilder is he's bomb squad. So he's got that right hand that could beat anyone with any at any given time. So there's always intrigue, I guess. But, yeah, because he could just knock him out or something. Yeah, I mean, he, he has that ability. I don't know how you beat that giant fucker, like... <laughs> that guy's like a gypsy too, right? I, I think I heard that. Yeah, his name, an his actual na- gypsy. Yeah, his because uh, his his um his like nickname's the Gypsy King. Yeah, did he come out on a throne too mm-hmm. or something? That's <laughs> so that's so crazy. He get carried out on a throne, but a bunch of women were carrying him. I did not know boxing was this gimmicky. I, I don't well, I don't fucking watch boxing I mean, it's at great. all unless I'm with you and there's a big fight on. <laughs> to be honest, it's great that um the heavyweight division has some star power right now because boxing's fun. When everyone's watching it, yeah. and like those are the type of things, like the walkouts, even back in like the the olden the Tyson and all, they always had like that. All that stuff's very extra. It's all a big show. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about that kind of shit. But. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's cool. Um, hope you know after this, whoever wins the rematch, um, probably is gonna fight Joshua, who's the other big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the other champion in the heavyweight division who holds like four belts. He has a couple people he has to fight, and then more than likely, then whoever wins this Wilder Fury rematch will probably fight, and that will be another huge fight. Um, so, how many different weight classes are there? I know there's welterweight, featherweight. I don't know if there's anything else than that. Yeah, and I don't know what welterweight. Uh, to means. be honest, there's a lot of so boxing's weird. That's the hard part about boxing is there's so there's a lot of different divisions, but I mean heavyweight is when really boxing is only popular when there's good heavyweights. Oh, okay. Because, was like Mayweather a heavyweight? No, but he's he was just so dominant and different, so people watched him. But he was, just, I mean, the heavyweight divisions what gets the you know what gets people like every, like this past weekend people that don't even watch boxing were buying it like just yeah. because like that was the the intrigue you had right these, whenever they talk about it on uh, the ticket I know it's a big fight so yeah because I mean with heavyweights the you don't have there's always usually someone's gonna get their ass kicked like there's yeah. gonna be like a knockout because these dudes are just huge throwing crazy right. power and it's like throw haymakers knock them out rather than be technical and let the judges give you the victory exactly 
and judging and boxing is always and judging in all in all like combat sports is always very subjective and there's no mm. actual like real way to score it it's just i mean there is but every judge can see it differently right and well i mean if that fight let's say for example they didn't call that fight off because the guy was wobbling and was like about to die like i mean that one i could have told you that guy won yeah no. exactly i mean his corner he said you know he was he was upset after the fight he said let me die like let me let me fall on my sword you know let me let me get knocked out don't throw the towel in but that's all it's fighter safety so i yeah. mean yeah it sucks but when you're when you're when he's clearly getting his ass kicked and like can't barely stand oh I mean, yeah i mean your i corners tell, got like, your corners gotta save you you I was know like, what is this guy doing he's just wobbling around there why is he why are they not calling this off yet yeah so they finally did but um all right let's keep going ready right. for more what, sports yep throw it at me okay combine's coming uh, yep, NFL Combine's coming. Uh, Chase Young is not participating in the Combine, right? Yep, and then Joe Burrow's not throwing. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, did you see the big the, the big thing about his hands? Mm-mm. All right, so Joe Burrow, number one pick. Quarterback of LSU. Yeah. Um, he measured at like a, like his, from pinky to thumb, he measured like nine inches, um, which is um, like one of the smallest ever. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a big, there's talk about him you know uh because he has small hands like that's like a a worry you know quarterbacks with small hands usually don't do well but Patrick Mahomes also has small hands so it's pretty funny um yeah dude i i got all that shit so overrated you get to see these guys play in college and you see what they do i mean yeah. joe burrow watch him play like that guy is special so last so after all these people were coming out about his hands he he tweeted considering retirement after i was informed that football that the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands. Please keep me in your thoughts. <laughs> and then, um, and then Mahomes tweeted. I want to get the exact quote. Damn, this is like the Kyler Murray height thing, but the height thing makes a little more sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's that. It's the Lamar Jackson can't throw thing, which I mean, he can't. But um, <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes said, "My small hands are doing all right so far. I believe in you." <laughs> laughing emojis so. yeah um combine stupid it's uh there i guess this year they are um like having some more some different drills that are more functional uh-huh um than some of the stupid random drills like three cone i mean this stuff is like so like these combine war you have people that destroy the combine suck in the pros you have people right. that suck in the combine like like devin singletary had a mm. terrible combine he had an awesome rookie season. Like mm-hmm. some of that stuff doesn't translate, so I it's just fun, I guess, to it's something just to talk about in the sports world. Right. I mean, didn't DK Metcalf blow up the combine and then still get drafted late anyway and had a pretty solid rookie season? Yeah. Well, he did. He did okay in the combine, but he was he had some slow agility tests. Oh, okay. Um. So that that's why he slipped is because they're like, oh, this dude can't like run routes and he he's not he's not quick. You know he's he can he even beat like can he even beat coverage in the NFL like mm-hmm. he's big but can he will he even get open like that was why he slipped um, and Dude, then obviously the whole, he had a great rookie season with the whole age of analytics like I feel like football is the sport you re- can use that the least for like yeah analytics are tough in football because it's eleven on eleven chaos right you know like like baseball like yeah okay I can easily see how that's the most analytic sport because like people do like one thing well and it's 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 one versus one pitcher yeah. batter you mm-hmm. know and you can you can track 
how players do against you know every single kind of pitch mm. where the pitches are like all this is very trackable right left right handed so football they're starting to bring some analytics into the game there's some good ones and then there's some that are just stretches in my opinion so analytics are starting but it's tough because football one yeah like you said chaos yeah i mean one one person falls down someone could score a touchdown you know Mm -hmm. it's just like if if there's not you can't track that that's just like a mistake um uh is Tua Tua participating in the combine um that i'm not sure of because that's the biggest question especially if we bring it back locally for the lions with not even if they're going to take Tua, but if someone's going to trade up and give them a bunch of picks. Um, let me look here. While we're looking for that, um, did you? I I didn't. I don't know. Did I listen last week? Did you talk? I'm assuming you guys. Well, just yesterday they had the big um, two twenty four Kobe Day. Oh, so um, they had the big ceremony. Yep, I saw. I saw a lot of that. Um, Michael Jordan was pretty funny up there talking about how he didn't want to do this because he didn't want to have another four years of looking at a, a crying face meme <laughs> yep yeah he and then and then Shaq was like told a story how he went up to kobe when kobe was um people were complaining that kobe wasn't passing the ball and he said hey kobe you know there's no i in team you know you gotta pass and he said there is an me in that motherfucker <laughs> so um, that's you know that's that's funny to me but uh i just uh that that death I mean, especially for people our age, was just very challenging. Like yeah. I was in Disney when that happened, and it was like it put like a dark cloud on my day in Disney. So it was, it was, it was a weird feeling. I've never, I haven't felt that for someone that's like not, not like, like someone you know. Yes, yeah, not just some, like, someone I know. Like normally, like deaths, like especially from like celebrities and stuff, have zero impact mm. on my life. Like I don't even barely blink. I'm just like, oh, that happened. Right. But the Kobe one was, like, challenging. It was weird. Yeah. It reminded me, like, the only thing I could think of, like, that's really close, like, for that first celebrity death is, like, when Chris Cornell uh, hanged himself in uh, Detroit. And, you know, Chris Cornell, lead singer of Soundgarden, Audio Slave, and, like, you know, one of the best singers of all time. Like, that was tragic. Right. But then this one is even different because it's, like, you don't even have the suicide aspect of it. You just have the random chaos aspect of it yeah and then with their daughter with his daughter mm-hmm. and well then you have his was his wife vanessa yeah she go out there and speaking and whatnot and like i can't i don't know how she could possibly do that that's fucking crazy yeah it sucks because he would have been a big ambassador for not only like basketball moving forward and i'm sure he would have gotten even involved in like owning and just like and just growing basketball but he was also a huge proponent of like you know he was a of his of his daughter's basketball mm-hmm. and like women's basketball and stuff like that so um yeah gianna dying is like makes it like so much worse too cause yeah she's just like this young this young stud female basketball player yeah and she was like in and i vanessa was like well i mean she wouldn't want to be here without him you know yeah so fucked it's 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 sad um did anyone but, else say anything uh quotable i i haven't seen that much besides the like that Shaq thing and MJ. Yeah, I mean, I have, I didn't get to watch, uh, I didn't get to watch it, but, um, so I don't, I don't know. I just know that Le- there was Tom a big, Brady sent there out was a big, a big like, there was a big debate if, if LeBron was there. I don't know what, why they gotta, like, LeBron was there. He didn't speak, but he yeah. was there. 
and he was obviously devastated. I'm sure, like, him and Kobe were, you know, really good friends. Right. You know, so it's just, like... Um, Kobe so, just got that charisma that, like, you know, yeah. and that killer instinct at the same time where he doesn't... Where, like, you can tell he's not an asshole, but he's, like, still has that killer instinct. Like, Michael yeah. Jordan, an asshole. I mean, and, <laughs> and that's the biggest thing is is Kobe was my Michael Jordan. So, like, it yeah, would be same, like if Michael Jordan died and like our like people older than us and our parents like my dad would probably mm-hmm. be like devastated and my dad was a huge bulls fan gr- growing up like when he was in high school and stuff and mm-hmm. he was a huge my he almost my name was almost jordan michael like he's he was <laughs> he was a he my name and my mom wouldn't let him name me after an athlete oh man poor mitchell yeah <laughs> so what was <laughs> mitchell's named after scott mitchell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's depressing <laughs> the biggest loser <laughs> Um, all right, in happier news though, did you see the the big uh, the Zamboni driver? Oh yeah, dude. Um, what team was that? Was that Carolina? Yeah. So I so I didn't know this, but I guess in every every NHL game, there's an emergency goalie in mm-hmm. case like every other goalie gets hurt. Yeah. Um, so he actually was the emergency goalie for the game. He plays. He's he came with Toronto. Mm-hmm. And he plays for some like Toronto affiliate, okay, Toronto Marlies. But the Carolina goalies both got hurt, so he had to play goalie for Carolina. Yeah, and he had his Toronto Marlies hat, and he was playing against Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> uh, and he let in it, so he yeah. So I mean, he, he let got, in the first two shots on him, right? Yep. And then I guess the the winger, uh, I don't Harla, someone. One of their one of the Carolina wingers, I guess, came up to him and was like, "Dude, we don't care if you let in ten goals. Like, just have fun. Like, just yeah. be loose. Have fun. Like, do your best." And uh, and then he stopped the next eight, and they won. I'm sure I didn't watch it at all, so I, I have no idea what. That's just like everybody's dream, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I I was always dreamed of being a hockey goalie when I was younger, and if I ever got like. If I ever got to be like just a random like, oh, you're never gonna play, but here you're just here just in case, and then you fucking get to go out there. Imagine the insanity, and then if you win, like holy shit, that would be legendary. Yeah, and he won, and it's <laughs> got to be like the best day of his life. Yeah, I mean, fuck your child's birth. It's it's that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's gotta be. You know, like this dude. I mean, I was reading an article. He played, um, like some semi like pro or something, yeah. and. He's not he, just he's he not went, just literally some well, guy off the street. Yeah, but he went like zero and eight with a like a seven hundred like seven fifty goals against oh. average, which is awful. Like, yeah, he's like he when he did get like a little touch of pro, he was atrocious. Mm-hmm. And then you know he got an NHL win. <laughs> yeah, that's just, he's the oldest goalie to ever get an NHL win on his debut. And he also has one. He's, he's forty two years old. He has so. one less win this season than Jimmy Howard. <laughs> so funny <laughs> we should sign him yeah people were that was the big joke around town is, i mean our goalies aren't any better yeah <laughs> yeah so that was crazy um do you find any info on tua no there's there's not a lot of news it's just when does the actual combine start i think it's this weekend nice yeah but it doesn't i mean it doesn't sound like he's probably gonna be doing much yeah it's um your Sunday, big. oh, it started. Um, it's like the it's this weekend. Okay, yeah. So it starts underwear Olympics, baby. Yeah, not a not a huge fan. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Um, I just feel so hopeless of the Lions 
I just really need them to draft Tua or someone to trade up to Washington so we can get Chase, but that's not going to happen. The, yeah, the tough part is I just don't see how Bob Quinn takes Tua. Right. Unless... How's he going to trade Slay? Unless then? he um, is guaranteed, like, unless, like, Martha wants Tua and says, like, you draft Tua, and I, you, you, you know, you're not getting fired, right? You know, like because like that's not a pick you take when you're in the hot seat because he's, chances are unless, chances are he's not playing this season, mm-hmm. so it's not helping you at all. And they're like, not they're if they miss the playoffs this year, more than likely they're fired. And yeah, they're probably gonna miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just like a tough pick unless he, they don't give a shit about our future. Like they're just they want to win now. Yeah, dude, I have the perfect plan for the Lions. It's super, super unrealistic, but it's the perfect plan. It will never happen. But, you know, I want Tua so bad. And if we, I'm going to be really, really upset like if we just sit there and draft Akuda or any player and we don't trade back somehow. Yes. Unless for some reason Tua is not healthy and he's going to fall. But I think you need to take, you either, you're either taking Tua or you're trading. And if you pick someone else other than that, I just. I, I don't know. I might just abandon hope. It's Yeah, it was just it's just like get rid of Bob Quinn, get rid of Patricia immediately. Right. Or like they already should be gone, I think at least. I just, I mean, probably. I mean, I'm kind of like... I'm How are we going to sure trade talk- Darius Slay if we have a win now, though? That's what I'm confused about. Because he's a, like, he's kind of like causing a lot of noise in the locker room. I mean, he sat out last year. He was the talk all year. He was constantly like negative about a situation. Oh, we should have probably he paid him and not paid. snacks. <laughs> I mean, probably. Um, yeah, snacks didn't have a good year, and we just cut him. Yeah, and now he's gonna play again. I just <laughs> God, Bob Gwynn just seems like a fucking idiot to me. It just seems crazy that I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the the. I don't know what the the fix is. I just it's just a culture thing, like. It's got to just, it comes down from just how the organization is ran. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't even think it's a Bob Quinn or Patricia thing. I think it's just, it starts from just, just the message being sent from the top down. So we're just fucked entirely because you can't change ownership. Yeah. I mean, until, (laughs) and probably until there's a a giant culture change, I just don't see how it's going to work. I just feel like players. Two is someone I mean, that been, could make it bunch, work. There's been a bunch of noise, even like the, from pl- past players and stuff. It's just like, just like there's a bunch of noise right now with Cincinnati drafting Burrow. Mm-hmm. Is like they don't care about winning. They just want to do okay and you know fill make seats, money. make money. They, there's no, there's no real urge to win. You know, they. I don't understand how there's not an urge to win, especially if you want to make money. Like, you know, it doesn't cost money fucking having an urge to win and you know what makes a shit ton of money winning and becoming a fucking perennial dynasty like the fucking patriots are they're probably the richest fucking football team yeah besides the dallas cowboys because of their goddamn dallas cowboys but right i don't know it's a it's a it's a challenging it's a challenging um i honestly don't think being a gm is that challenging i think it's just people are kind of put into this culture and they're kind of regurgitate it throughout the whole thing and this like pressure to do good is that's what makes it challenging is there's this like pressure to do good and this fear of failure when you really should just go in there with brutal confidence and chaos and like do something don't be afraid to do something crazy 
Right. Like that's probably the the only good thing I can say about Matt Millen because he was terrible. But it was bold as fuck to draft all those receivers. <laughs> you know, you just maybe should have been better at evaluating talent. But we wouldn't have had Calvin Johnson if he didn't draft all those receivers and kept drafting. Yeah. If he if he would have let that get to his head, you know, like he just sucked <laughs> and uh, probably was not a good candidate for the job and probably shouldn't have been hired. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. The Lions just suck. I don't. I just I have no hope for them. If anything, the only hope i have in in this in this town is now finally we might be on this on the verge of like if we can just get lucky the pistons yeah now that they got rid pistons of, now that they're like truly embracing tanking yeah. now now that gorris doesn't have his fucking stupid ass crush on andre drummond anymore yeah um what a stupid trade for the calves yeah i just don't understand i guess there, it was funny because dan gilbert had his first press conference this past week mm-hmm. and during that he was he made a joke about andre drummond like because he was talking to detroit and he's like oh yeah and you know got andrew drummond or something. and then he goes and then I, once i got andrew drummond i found out like someone that's like head of the calves is like really good friends with them oh so he's you know <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so i guess someone who's like high up with the calves organization is like really good friends with andre so I don't like I, I'm so, Why is everyone such best friends with Andre? <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't seem that personable. I mean, from what I've from what I've seen online, I mean, obviously who knows? He could be putting on a persona, but from like little videos online from like um I think when Vine was a thing, yeah. stuff, he seemed like pretty fun outgoing guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I can get you a long way. And he's he's good at putting up stats that uh don't translate to winning. Yeah, great. Centers <laughs> in, the, in in the NBA suck. Um so I don't like that. I mean, Houston literally was like, we don't even need the center. Like, get, like yeah, you know, like, um, you just don't. Yeah, I mean, you, small ball wins right now. Mm-hmm. So um, the Warriors are going to be sick next year. Yep, yep. Warriors are back next after year. this. I don't know why. I don't know why Steph is coming back, but okay. Yeah, well, good for the Pistons because <laughs> yeah, I don't I really guess. know if the Pistons will win another game. To be honest. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, like honestly, Blake's. What Bla- a terrible. Blake's still out for the year. We have who? Who's our best? Oh, we have Derrick Rose, I guess. We still have. Yeah, I don't know why he did. Why we didn't trade him? Someone. I mean, I don't. Someone I don't, wanted I don't him. either. Like someone there. He could have helped some. Like trade him to a contender. Let the dude try to win. I don't think. I don't think. I think we didn't trade him because I don't think Derrick Rose wants to be traded. I think he just wants to play on the Pistons and just play basketball. He wants to just teach the young guys. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm kind of okay with that, but not really because you could. He's like the. He was probably our best player throughout the year, and would have got us the biggest return on trading him. I don't know how we didn't trade more people. To be honest, like, how do we not trade Langston Galloway? <laughs> how do we not trade? I don't know. I'm I'm glad that Markeith Morris and uh, we bought him Reggie out. Jackson got bought out. Yeah. Because you know that takes away even more possibility of us winning. So. We should have a good shot at getting one of the top four picks. Yep. Um, hopefully, <laughs> the basketball gods are with us, and they don't just give it to the Warriors. Yeah, I was really hoping. I was. I we mean, need the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, because the only way. I mean, we're gonna have a ton of cap. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna have the most cap in like the league. I hope we don't sign a bunch of people. But what we need is what we need is to draft someone that hits. I mean, it's tough, right? Yeah. You gotta you gotta draft someone who's good. Uh, that immediate that's an immediate like like you got to get lucky right and then you got to hope that what's his face uh De- 
um, Demboya, yeah, Seku. Seku. He, you had to hope he develops. He's got to blossom. And then you, so then you got two budding future stars, mm-hmm. and then you hope that that's enough to bring some free agents to Detroit. Or you just got to do it through trading, like, 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 like the going to work Pistons. Like, yeah. Like I mean, I I kind of think be on the team. Our, once these guys took over, who was Ed Stefanski and whoever took over, like I mean, they drafted Bruce Brown, who is as good as you can get for a second round pick. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they took Seku, even though he probably wasn't the best win now player they had when the Gores was telling him to win now. Yeah. Like Seku's youngest player in the NBA, I believe. Um, so they don't seem like terrible basketball minds, you know, like. They can make good picks. We just need picks, and we need high picks, especially in a notoriously weak draft class this year. Like we'll see. Uh, the first who's the, who's the big guy coming out? The, the first guy that's supposed to be uh, the b- number one pick consensus. Uh, to be honest, um, I don't know his name, but he's a he's a shooting guard. Uh, but I think he's the only one that would really be a game changer for us. But they also traded for that Svi guy who's been kind of balling out. They signed Christian Wood, who's been balling out. You know, I don't, I don't have a. So they got um, James Wiseman is the number one. Yeah, that's the guy we need. Uh, he's the he's like his comp is Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's light. We need we need to get lucky. <laughs> and then they got Anthony Edwards. Um, and then we also maybe Lamelo Ball. I mean, Lamello I know Ball. I know the Ball family has. Uh, piss people off in the past <laughs> and um lonzo kind of is not that great but Lamelo yeah. might be the better best player out of all of i them. don't know i just think it'd be fun to get him just to have like the name the name you know yeah. some craziness some some kind of excitement over here in detroit what about them tigers though that that riley green guy hasn't he been kind of doing pretty good he he's had a like home run he's he had... supposed to be like garden says he's a star yeah making um the Tigers are so far away from winning. Yeah, well, baseball, I feel like it's the hardest to rebuild in, too, with yeah. by tanking, because it's even more of a crapshoot. Well, than yeah, that. I mean, you're drafting, like, high school players. Yeah. You know? like These dudes are years away from their prime. So, well, we're almost out of time, but quickly, before all the teams are back, let's start Red Wings. How many years? Um, there we go. They're not coming back. Year number two, entertainment. All right, beer number two. Well, the Red Wings. I'll finish your answer. Yeah, okay. Um, I will say the Red Wings are, I'm going to guess six years, unless you get lucky. Okay, well, that's a long fucking time. That sucks. That was great pour. Yeah, it was, that was <laughs> might be the, my worst pour since I started drinking beer, to be honest. Who do you think, um, I guess, who do you think the closest could be? I think... Um, the Pistons? From winning a title? Yeah. From that... I'm not. I'm not gonna say who wins a title. I'm gonna say who has a team that has a chance to win a title. Like more than like, you know, like a, a chance where like everyone it's consensus. This is a team that could win. Like maybe get get on the level the of the like, Red Wings because of just the believing, name. In, believing in Stevie. I think Stevie, the, and I think the ability the Red to attract Wing, free agents. I think the being original six team, having the Red Wings history. Um, that still holds weight in hockey. You can get free agents to come to the Red Wings mm. because of the name and the wink wheel. Um, so if you can draft, you get lucky and you hit on a couple prospects, um, can turn, can make a couple trades and maybe get a couple free agents to come, yeah. you could 
accelerate that time time timeline. Um, I just I don't see the I just I my hope in the Lions is like I have zero, especially yeah, in the NFL. It's sad because like out of all of our teams, if next year you had to pick a team that has the best chance to win the win the championship, it is the Lions. Like you know, because football is it's not chaos. I mean, yes, I guess if you because there's an impossibility of the other three winning a championship next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not happening for the Pistons, not happening for the Red Wings, and the Tigers. There's no way it's happening for the Tigers. No, I mean, and let, yeah, the Tigers maybe like not winning it. I mean, they could have a better season than you think if mm-hmm. they have a couple of these young guys like play well, and then they can get some of these pitching prospects up. Maybe they'll figure out a new way to cheat. Maybe we'll find a way to bang on some <laughs> trash cans real loud. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was sports. Let's move on to entertainment, Mike. Cool. You got anything for this? Um, I kind got, of. I got a few things. All right. Well, you start, and then we'll see if we can how long we can go go with this. Okay. Because um, I'm actually a little bit more on entertainment than I have been in the past. Okay. Yeah. So and Well, um, biggest news is Better Call Saul is back. Oh, damn it. I've never watched it. You you watch all Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. You just never watched. You ever seen any any of it? I saw like the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. My problem is is that now that I live with my wife, who's never watched Breaking Bad, uh, it's tough for me to get her buy in to watch Better Call Saul. Yeah. And she has also been really hard to try to get her to watch Breaking Bad. So yeah, it might not be her show. Yeah, it's not really a Chelsea show. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it is. I mean, I honestly, I don't know many people that watch it myself. Like even people that I know that watch Breaking Bad. I've heard it's great, and it's, I want to watch it. I think it. it's better than Breaking Bad at, at so points. Bad. Like, I, and this is either the last season or the penultimate season. I need to get the coronavirus and just be bedridden so I can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, um, that show is amazing. I watched the first episode today and. We're getting real close to breaking, to like the Breaking Bad timeline. So this show is on its last legs, but it's exciting. It's great. Um, I love it. Um, other than that, Walking Dead came back. Didn't watch this new season, but or this new this new episode yet. But I, I, I hear there's a. I saw something online about a sex scene with a zombie. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but it might be one of the I, this that show. I just how long? How many years has break has Walking Dead been on? I can tell you in one second. It started like didn't it start like back Breaking Bad time? Yeah, I feel like it started before Breaking Bad. Yeah, so it's been a long time, and I know it had it was it was hot and it was great, and then it had multiple years of like everyone revolting against it. Yeah, and then it kind of had a bounce back year or two. It's. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's. I think it's been getting better. At least that's what I've been saying. Is it being getting better because it had such a shitty time? Starting two thousand ten, so ten years. Yeah. So is it getting better because of it was shitty for a little for a yeah. little while? I think and it so got you're better to thinking that it's better, like better. It got better to being watchable again. Yeah. Where it's not like, oh my god, this is so stupid and boring. Um, it's one show I never got into. Um, probably one because I'm not a big usually not a big horror guy and Mm -hmm. even though i don't think it's super horror or jump scary yeah um it just never intrigued me you um do you still listen to reply all the podcast i do i haven't listened to it in a little while because i when we get to entertainment i'm gonna tell you what's been taking over my life okay well i was just saying this last episode of reply all um pj and alex are talking about how pj couldn't watch the movie get out 
because he gets a visceral reaction to any horror movies and just can't watch them. And then they're now they're going on a mission to break him of that. And I think they're going to make a future episode about it. Okay, so it's like me. Yeah. So I was I was I thought of you when I when I heard that. So I've watched some things, mm-hmm. which is like there's just it's hard for me to go watch a an actual like horror movie where what they're the whole goal of the show is to get you to to jump jump. scare you right like that doesn't that's not exciting to me you don't get off on like that adrenaline rush of being afraid no no if anything it's it does the opposite to me it like (laughs) it makes me just hate it even more so you're not someone like you know some people like you know this is dramatic but like cut themselves and whatnot like or like you know do that kind of stuff or like pop zits on their face or whatnot because it's like gives you those endorphins of being scared that's kind of the same thing with horror movies yeah see i don't i've never well i think it was ruined for me as a kid why what what uh, do you see that tweet that was going around like what movie traumatized you as a kid it wasn't a movie so i it was (laughs) it was i went um so i went to um the franklin our high school like back when i was in middle school okay i went to the franklin like haunted house and it was i didn't even know they had they had, they had like this haunted house my dad took me it was stupid it was <laughs> not scary not at all and i thought i was tough shit because i made it through a haunted house my dad's like oh you like haunted houses he's like i'm gonna take you to another one so we went to like an actual haunted house oh, in downtown shit. wayne when i was in like middle school and then they sent me and my dad in alone so it was just me and my dad not in like a group and we were walking through and i I've never been so te- petrified in my life. I s- was screaming, crying, re- running. What scared you? Just everything. Every room, every like I remember it like vividly like people like running after us. I remember a room with a bunch of green masks and like Dude, then, I went to something like that too. Yeah, but then like there's one, a real one, one. Yeah, and just started walking towards you. <laughs> I remember a guy like in an electric chair, and even though I knew he was going to like do the electric thing, like you know, like because he was just sitting there, I get knew electrocuted. It, I, yeah, get electrocuted. Like I knew it was coming, and I still, when it happened, like he was, he let out this like scream that like penetrates my dreams because it was damn, you know, dude. This haunted house How old ruined me. I was in middle school. I was like in, so I was like 12, 11, 12. I mean, I feel like that's kind of old enough for something like that. No, dude, I was terrified. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever, I cried for like two hours. Really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, and, and ever since then, jump scares, that, like, I don't get like horror movies, like, like Saw, I guess. Like that mm. doesn't, like, I can watch that. Right. You're not, not, you're not afraid of gore. I'm not afraid of gore. I'm afraid. I just don't. I don't enjoy the jump scare. You probably wouldn't like to watch like The Conjuring or something. Right. Because like. those are they, they. They. That's what they're trying to do is mm. to get you to jump. You know those like. So you probably watch The Witch. That's not a jump scare movie. Yeah. So there's some movies I've watched. I've watched Cabin def- in the Woods. You could definitely watch Get Out. Well, Cabin watched, in the Woods is like I watched Get Out. It's like kind of like a parody yeah. of horror. I watched Get Out. I watched. I watched Stranger Things. Um, okay. Uh, Oh, so, so I, honestly, you probably would be fine watching a horror one. You just you're just probably gonna psych yourself up too much. Well, if you just, watched all those. It just depends. Like, like they, there are the, jump scares in those. There are, but not not a lot. I feel. I just I just some some movies. I feel like the movies that just try. Like I watch a lot of like movie reviews and like so I'll know like if they just yeah they, they'll be like yeah they just it's just cheap jump scares like that's right. It's not really my thing. Like I can watch like thrillers where you're kind of like on the edge waiting for it, but as long as they're not giving you like 
just cheap jump scares even though i know they're coming i just once it happens and like it gets me to like i don't leave a jump scare going oh that was cool i leave a jump scare going fuck that yeah you're probably just pissed off like yeah like I don't, am I like, doing here? yeah like why so <laughs> i don't go haunted houses i don't do any of that kind of stuff so i don't know it's a. Uh, I haven't been to a haunted house in a minute but like the scariest haunted houses are always the ones that are like in an unfamiliar territory where you don't really know where you are. Like if you go out into the boonies to go to a haunted house. Have you seen the one in like Tennessee where you have to send a waiver and they like actually torture yeah. you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. I, I think there's one in I think there's one in California where you have to sign a waiver and if you make it through the whole thing, you get ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like there there's one in Tennessee. And no where, one has ever done yeah, it. Yeah, because they like literally are allowed to like beat you. Like people leave oh. like bloody. Oh, okay. That's that happens in this one. Oh no, like no, you are literally like in this one. They will literally like, like you people leave with like black eyes and shit. Okay, that's a little fucked up. Yeah, you bet. There better be a reward for that. Um. Yeah. There. But like, it's it's like, I there's you after this podcast. I want us to look up the video of it. I we can easily find it. Yeah. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. I was like, why would like? There's literally. I mean, there's people that pay to like, to get you know beat and right. stuff like that. There's so, kink. Yeah, but like that's. That's sexual, not but yeah, terrifying. This is like, yeah, this is wild. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So. Yeah, well. Haunted shit. No thanks. Well, Happy Halloween, get, motherfuckers. Uh, reply even... all. Oh, reply all. <laughs> yes, reply all. I love reply all. I almost wore my beautiful anonymous shirt today. Nice. Though we probably both haven't. Time. Yeah, I've not either. Shout um, out to Chris Gathered, though. Got me into podcasts, so. Yeah, got me into podcasts, too. <laughs> I still call every time I see the tweet. Do you? Gotten through and talked to Jared three times, never been put through. Oh, damn. One time I was in Chicago with everybody, too, and it was, like, fucking so close. But I get too nervous, and I don't think I say the right thing when I talk to that guy. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I'll keep trying. Yeah. That'd be that'd be really <laughs> awesome. I'd definitely, I'd probably start listening again. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd be like, I don't know when he's going to title my episode. Well, I probably would have an idea of what it's going to be titled. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to a, a live podcast on Thursday uh, in Chicago. Um, shout out to Olivia and my cousin Patrick. Uh, Daily Zeitgeist. Second time I've seen them in Chicago. Fucking love that podcast. Love those guys. Can't wait to take a picture with them again and meet them. But, so what's been uh, uh, taking over your life? Dude, so it's crazy, right? Uh, it happened from... I don't know how it happened, but... What I can say is... This sounds like the beginning of a horror story, just so you know. <laughs> I have basically... My life has been inundated and taken over by Barstool Sports. Okay. Um, what, so is, what is Bar... What are, is, isn't that like a website? It's a company. Okay. So they've had in a ridiculous like past... I mean, they've been huge, but they've basically had a ridiculous month and... and, um, and I think they've they've been having they they've constantly been getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then this past month has just basically taken them over the top, and I just I'm I find myself listening or watching or viewing something barstool all day every day like they're literally taking over my life. Oh, interesting. So Dave um, Dave Portnoy, the owner okay. of Barstool, um, he is i've i follow i've been following him on twitter for a long time he's always been very active on twitter well he does these one bite pizza reviews 
So it goes around. <laughs> so every... this isn't this isn't all just. It's not only sports. No, I mean it's. They, let me tell you, it is wild what what's happening with this company. <laughs> like, I want if I if I I want to like take like a thousand dollars or more and buy their stock because they now are publicly traded. Okay. Because I just I just don't see. I just I feel like they're going to be like the next ESPN. Like I feel like they're going to take over ESPN. Like I think they're going to get that big. Well, I, hey, I thought a similar thing to Movie Pass, and I'm really glad Dylan told me not to buy it. <laughs> so, um, so first off, they Dave does these pizza reviews. He just loves pizza, so he goes around anywhere he's at. Who he wants goes, pizza? He goes to the pizza place. He rates it one through ten. He always has special guests. They rate the pizza one through ten. Do they ever? I always wonder about that too. Do they ever give like shitty reviews? Yeah, they'll give shitty reviews. They'll say no, not good. Interesting. You know, he'll say two point seven. And is this like is this a TV show? It's just on Twitter and then on YouTube. Oh, okay. and he has an app now, so you can look at all the people. Like you can go to a pizza place and and rate the pizza, and then and write like a comment, and uh, they they take like the average and put it on there, and then if he's reviewed a pizza place, it'll show what he scored it. Damn, so he's like starting a little empire for oh, just in pizza. Yeah, he's like the pizza king. Like people, pizza places know. Like he literally will go to a pizza place. And if he rates it high, he'll there'll be hours wait at that pizza place for like weeks. Oh shit! We just got some breaking news. Sorry. What do get? Oh, uh, owners, players wrap up CBA talks. It's unclear this time. Players will vote Tuesday night on CBA proposal after four hour meeting. So we don't really have news. It's unclear. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I thought I thought coming. I thought it said they were gonna vote. I was oh. like, shit. CBA's coming. Okay. Um, so there's just that. Mm-hmm. That's already a huge thing. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Every, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Yeah. Like that's his saying. Even though he takes multiple bites, it's just a thing. Huge. Then now they're really in a NASCAR. They sponsor a nat. They sponsor a racer. Uh, they have a podcast. They have like every rate, every event. They have like a big booth. Um, <laughs> and they're like, because they've always kind of been barstool like has always been kind of edgy when it comes to sports okay like they they go into sports they're kind of like the outsiders in a lot of sports and they kind of like make up their own terms and they um they have like their own views on things and it's kind of like not just the mainstream media so like the way that they'll like report things or talk about sports is a little different more like like more like it's like yeah right it's more like the common man right Mm -hmm. so barstool yeah. Hence the name. Exactly. So they're they're breaking into NASCAR and basically now just taking over NASCAR. Like they're like now like the one of the biggest news out like outlets for NASCAR. This one guy tried to roast them like out of nowhere, like some NASCAR media guy mm-hmm. just the, just like a couple days ago. Just out of nowhere, just was like he heard like someone asked a stupid question. It was like it was probably a barstool guy, and it wasn't. So. They just sick these guy like meme guys on this dude and just like ruined them on Twitter, like buried them. Shit. Um, and uh, they sold their company, so he got into sports ga- gambling. So he sold Barstool to Penn National Gaming. So now they're owned by a national gaming company. They valued they valued Barstool at four hundred and fifty million dollars. And now, Damn, how the fuck did we do something like this? So now they're traveling. Around so Greek Town Penn owns Greek Town, so Barstool Greek Trap Town. Casino. Oh shit! So he, um, so the Barstool guys were just in Detroit, 
and they w- walked around Greek Town and they were just live tweeting like what they were doing. And they basically, because they're, they're big into sports gambling, they have a bunch of sports podcasts. I'll get into that. But they they were just walking around going, we need more TVs. What? Where's Where's all the games? I can't bet on anything. I can't see it. <laughs> you know so they're like leading that the sports gambling yeah um yeah i know they have like a sports book in greek town or mgm or something i saw it's not, not, MGM quite, does. not quite open yet yeah mgm does um but they'll all have it by march everyone will have one is that when it becomes legal yeah more than likely they're trying to get it passed by march Jeez, by march that's gonna change everything so um yeah so like they're huge now so they're like there's gonna be casinos that probably are gonna have like barstool branding all over them mm. um they have multiple like there's so there's this one guy so they had this huge like they took down basically an online sports book because they they were like not paying people so they just started this Twitter thing they took one of their high like best like streamers away from them and like hired him into Barstool um, and they've like kind of ruined that company like reputation yeah um, yeah I mean. This company is into sports betting, into pizza reviews, into NASCAR. Then they have the high, they have the top-rated podcast of all sports podcasts. This is just called Barstool Sports. Pardon my take. Okay. So they, it was kind of so a, somehow somehow I don't listen to that. So it's yeah, you should because I was like I wasn't I was like I don't want to listen to this because I was like um, effort like I used to have a negative connotation about Barstool right for some reason I just thought like. I just heard like negative things about them, you know, and they like they're they're very like their personalities are very are very like out there. Like they got fired from ESPN. Okay. They were they were part of ESPN and and then they got fired from it like really quickly and and um now they're like the number one sports podcast. So they got 25,000 subscribers, which is about 25,000 more than I do. It's great, and they make people. They'll do interviews with people, and they just make everyone likable. Like mm-hmm. they do an interview with Joe Buck. Everyone hates Joe Buck. Everyone hated Joe Buck. They did an yeah. interview with Joe Buck. I don't mind Joe, Buck, Joe Buck to be honest. Like he was like he, but he no one like really liked him, so yeah. they got him. And they're like very their their interviews are very like raw. Like they're not professional. Like they're mm-hmm. just like what we would at want to ask someone. Let's right? fucking do this then. Come on, dude. It's I'm just telling you like. Split this, six media. Let's this, get this whole six bar different stool. divisions. Oh, and then I didn't even get to the biggest story that's happened. Well, what's the biggest story? So this guy who is a content creator for them, not a personality, like he he was like behind the scenes editing. He um, on weekends would just live stream and just like he had this thing he said was zillion beers. He would just chug beers and he's like, I'm gonna drink a zillion beers, blah blah. Right. Mm. And I guess around the office he was always just talking about zillion beers. And so he was in a, they were, they were just on like a, one of their pot, their, their, one of their picks podcasts, like one of their sports betting podcasts. And he was talking about zillion beers and Dave was like, screw it. Like, stop talking about zillion beers. Like it's stupid. Stop talking about it. I don't want to hear about it. Like knock it off. And, uh, he's like, he was like, um, how much merch do I have to sell? It was a Friday. Mm. How much merch do I need to sell by Sunday? That you'll let me talk about zillion beers and you'll never say anything. He's like, sell thirty thousand dollars worth of merch by Sunday. Let's say zillion beers. You can make whatever merch you want. You can make whatever shirts, whatever you want. You design it, make it. If you can sell thirty thousand, I'll let you talk about it forever. He sold thirty thousand within like fifteen minutes. What the fuck. So then he was like, okay, if you sell fifty thousand by Sunday, I'll give you ten grand. 
and that you can talk about it forever. Well, he sold 50000 before Friday was even over. Oh, so damn. then he, he goes, um, he ups it again. He goes, okay, how about 100000 by Sunday? And I'll give you, um, I'll give you, I think it was 100000 by Sunday. I don't remember what it was, but crush that Friday still. Still beat that. So then he said 250 by Sunday. We're still like, we're on Saturday now, maybe Saturday. We're like Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning. 250, he says, I'll give you 25K in your pocket and you sell 250,000. He, he he hits that before Saturday's over. B- midday what a fucking Saturday. baller, man. So then he, he's just like all over Twitter, zillion beers, making all these different shirts that are funny. I bought one. I mean, it literally, it was says one chug. Everyone knows the rule, so it plays off the, the pizza thing. Okay. So it just has a beer in St. Patty's theme. It's like one chug. And then he goes, he's drunk because he's drinking beers, promoting this shit. All like he's getting the other people from Barstool to promote it. It's becoming like a huge story around Twitter. It's dominating Twitter. It was trending nationally. Damn. So then he gets, well, he's, he's drunk and he says, he's drunk in the middle of the night on like Saturday. And he tweets Dave and says, I want a million by next weekend, by the end of next Sunday, and you give me a hundred k. And he's only he's at like two hundred fifty k, so he needs to sell seven hundred fifty thousand more in a week. <laughs> he hits a million by the next Friday. Damn, <laughs> what the fuck? And he had donated all the money because he was like promoting it by saying like I'm gonna donate thirty thousand here, donate fifteen thousand here, give twenty two thousand here, and he was he's like whatever, I'm giving it all away. And then he said, "If you hit 1.5 million by Sunday night, I'll." He had his like this girl come in from Buffalo. They were slamming each other through tables, like Zills, Bills Mafia, you know, like. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. this girl came in. She was slamming, getting slammed through tables. He was slamming himself through tables. They were getting drunk all weekend, and he's and uh, trying to get to 1.5 million, and from Friday to Saturday, 500 thousand in a weekend, and. He gets there on Sunday night and he gets to go there. He's flying seven people out to Vegas, paying for a suite um, at a at, at a game and paying for like um, multi, like everyone's Man, trip to Vegas. I fucking want this life so bad. <laughs> yeah, and they're just going out to Vegas to party for a, like a weekend, all paid for, um, and they're just all about zillion beers. Like it's like the the stupidest thing. But he in one week. This dude, who is a content editor for them, yeah, went from a thirty thousand dollar bet to selling one point five million dollars worth of merchandise that says "Zillion Beers." Yeah, that's that's wild. Pop- how, that's how how powerful Barstool is? How does yeah? How and is how that passionate possible? people are for their company? Damn, we need to fucking do like split six media and like <laughs> create something like this. Come on, I mean it is. Like in the crazy, so now I listen to their podcast. Mm-hmm. I bought a zillion beer shirt. I follow every one of their personalities on Twitter. Um, I yeah, watch, so it's obviously working on. Oh, you. my XM. They have a they have an XM station. Okay. So I now instead of listening to Faction that I've always listened to, Faction I've listened to for years. It's the only reason I even still have Sirius. Yeah. But now, like, I find myself switching between Barstool and Faction because I like want to hear their picks and stuff. And when sports betting becomes legal, I'm probably just gonna. Listen to them even more. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, now they're nationally owned. You can buy Penn stock. And they opened at like twenty like twenty dollars a stock and now they're up to like almost forty. So they've almost doubled. 
already. Yeah. So we should probably jump on board that train. Dude, I just I think I literally like honestly I I honestly think they might just become the next ESPN. Because they're just they're like the common people. Like if you listen to their podcast about sports, you're like, we could do this. Like, yeah. Th- this is it's just guys talking about sports and just it's not like it's th- whatever they want to say. Like mm-hmm. they don't have any rules. No one's gonna take over ESPN, but I could see them being like the internet's version of ESPN, like which it sounds like it kind of already is. I don't know. Like I honestly I have no idea. They have this whole they have a whole like boxing fighting thing. So, oh yeah, during this whole zillion beers thing, the that girl who flew in from Buffalo had a boyfriend who was who started tweeting the dude that like the guy the zillion beers guy like tweeting him because he was the ex boyfriend of that girl. Uh-huh. Oh, was, the like, ex boyfriend. Yeah, was of that girl who came in from Buffalo was yeah. tweeting him like talking shit. So now they have these things every like three months or so called rough and rowdies, where they're just they put amateurs to fight against each other. Like in boxing matches, <laughs> so now they're gonna have these dudes fight against each other with a hundred thousand dollar purse. What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so these dudes are just so they're now training to fight each other. Dude, yeah, it's amazing. Like, like this just sounds like a bunch of like friends that kind of know how to get shit done, getting together and creating something. Like we can fucking do shit like this. We just have to get everyone together. But you know, I honestly like listening to their sport. Like I literally told my friend at work, I was like, I told him I was. I don't want to listen to this podcast. I was like, I've seen it on the top of my the top feed, and I was like, I'm mm. not a barstool guy. Like this was like a few weeks ago. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about it. I think they're just out. Oh, so you're outrageous. new, you're newly into this then, dude. They're taking over my life. I, their <laughs> podcast is my favorite podcast now. I look 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 forward to every episode because the interviews. Do they do are live so shows? Good. I don't know, but they're. We should go to one so if they do. Good. Dude, they're doing a whole a March Madness tour. They're going around and. Doing a whole like, two week March Madness thing. Yeah, I just like their lives are just incredible. And the guy went from barstool. He was rich when he when he sold the pen. Mm. He's like, I just went from rich to a hundred million dollars rich. Like he's worth now a hundred million dollars. Damn. And he's just like, Ugh. he's like, I went from already being rich to stupid rich. He's like, what? I can do whatever the hell I want. That's not fair. So he just does. P- he still does his pizza reviews because he just loves fucking pizza. <laughs> he's worth a hundred million dollars, and he's just doing random pizza reviews every day. Yeah, because he just that's just what he likes to do. Oh man! Well, I'm gonna check them out. That sounds super exciting, and it sounds like I'm gonna get insanely jealous uh, every day if I start listening to this podcast and checking yeah. this out. Yeah, it's um, it's been a it's like my even Chelsea's just like, what is happening? Like I, I've been, I was filling her in the entire time. I'm following this like live, <laughs> the zillion beers thing. I'm like looking at the merch, waiting for something that I really wanted, and because uh, I was like, I need it, you know. Like this is, it's been, it's been a week of my life following this, like talking about it at work and looking at following it on Twitter, mm. following it on the radio, just like constantly being on all over it. And then, so I finally was just like, I, I mean, I have to at this point at least give them my thirty bucks. Yeah, well, let's get them on the pod. Come on. Oh. <laughs> they sound like people that might randomly come on a fucking really fucking low-key podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you've probably heard of some of them. Like, one of the guys' what are their name names? is Big Cat. Nope. Barstool Big Cat. You got PM, uh, PFT. Um, that Paul F. Tompkins? No. Um, you got, heard of him. Well, you got El Presidente, who's Dave Portnoy. He's the owner. No, you don't know any of Dude, these guys. Dude, yeah, I've, I've, like, heard Bar- that I've heard the name Barstool Sports, but I've... 
like literally knew nothing about it. Yeah. I thought it was just like just a, start listening. I it was just like an online like a so oh wait, magazine. I mean that that's not even the start of it. They also have um call call um call me daddy. Call right? her daddy. Call her daddy. That's from them. that's a barstool podcast. What really? Yeah, they're part of barstool. Um, I listened to like two seconds of one episode of that. So they have Call like Her it. Daddy. They have um, Chicks in the Office. They have the they have the main sports podcast. Chicks in the like, um. They have Spit and Chicklets. It's an NHL podcast, and they have a, a Pink Whitney vodka. Are, are the Chicks in the Office is that the one where Angela Kingsley and um, whoever plays Pam? I don't know. Uh, review the Office episodes. I, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, but they the 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 Spit and Chicklets is a big NHL podcast. It's okay. huge. It's the biggest NHL podcast. Why do they really have Call Her Daddy on there? They're just they're they, just expanding to everything. Yeah. Fear number three. Way to do it. How the president grabbed me. So I mean, I guess that was entertainment. It yeah. was like my hold up, but not really. Oh, is I that what really, you? I just really wanted to up? talk about Barstool because, like, it's <laughs> it's been such a random part of my yeah, life. Yeah, it's not it's not a, it's not like all sports, you know. It's, it's not because like they have, yeah, they have tons of just just dominating entertainment. That's really what it is. God, that's the fucking dream, man. Hopefully, this new podcast. Everyone, be on the lookout for Two Birds One Stoned. We're gonna be out there soon. Wait, so you have a different name now? Different name now. Yep. Two Birds One Stoned. Yep. Mm. Uh, I came up with the name just okay. to brag. But, I like uh, it. God, do you not know how to pour? Well, actually, that worked well. Just, I just, uh, I mean, this beer is a little foamy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a little foamy. I'm just gonna keep the rest in this glass and drink this. Mike, we're on to politics. How you feeling about the landscape so far? Well, um. Here's here's how I'm feeling about the landscape. I, well, I think the Democratic Party is still just. I think they're just silly at this point. Um, well, we I, did used to have Marianne Williamson as a candidate that was on our debate stages. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I don't, I don't know. Who thinks you can heal AIDS with love? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what a what a gem. Um. So I just blanket statement. I just think. It's an, we're waiting for the inevitable, and that, and yeah, I'm just we're just waiting for Donald Trump to be reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I'm just waiting for November to see more tears from people. That's basically what I'm waiting for. Uh, I think we're all pretty numb to it. Um, um, I think if he wins reelection, I think it's going to be the same reaction. People are just going to start randomly bawling. And I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I think everyone. I think. Everyone assumes Trump's going to win, and it's going to take a massive. I think right coalition. now he's like a minus one fifty favorite in Vegas. Uh, the Democratic Party is like a plus one thirty, so it's not outrageous. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I mean, like, I th- what do you think Trump was going into two thousand six? Oh, he was. You know, I well, I mean, he was the underdog, right? Yeah, so hundred um, percent, he was the underdog. He he did exactly. He won exactly for the same way. The only way I see Bernie San- Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee, so I don't like all this debate and stuff is nonsense. Um, they probably should just all quit now. Um, if they all quit, then Bernie Sanders probably wouldn't be the nominee. If only had they only had like Bloomberg running up there, or just Joe Biden, like because they're all siphoning votes off votes off each other. When it's really like everyone that's voting for Bernie, the only other candidate they would actually choose is like um, Warren and 
maybe Mayor Pete, but not because of his policy, just because he's like a cool young gay guy. Yeah. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. But I just, to me, I just don't, the only way, so Trump won in 2016 because this, like, um, a lot of people came out and voted for him that weren't being like weren't showing up in the polls because they mm-hmm. were just the, they were a quiet crowd who did who really couldn't like say like a lot of people couldn't come voice their opinions because it was such a like they were it was like they would just get destroyed by a lot of people right yeah. for liking him same thing now like bernie needs a huge turnout of people that won't haven't voted in the past which is what vote. his coalition is doing. Right. To vote, um, he needs to have a huge turnout. Because now, the Trump supporters are less... And there's still a huge amount of Trump supporters who are quiet, who don't vote, who, who they will only go to the polls to vote. They aren't going to mm-hmm. show up in a lot of the these early polls. They're not going to show up. Like They're not going to be at these rallies. They're just... They stay home, and they'll just show up and vote. They'll sign their little ticket, and they'll go home, Right. Bernie needs to have a lot of that. The Democratic Party needs to have a lot. They need to get a lot of people that a lot of young people, who uh, a lot of young people to come vote. Like that's really the only chance. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Hillary Clinton, one of the worst candidates probably of all time, that somehow beat Bernie Sanders in the primaries, um, won the popular vote by three million. Like, yeah, I, I don't just, think it's that unrealistic to expect a different candidate to have a different outcome when the margins in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania were so razor thin as they are. Especially just, if it's in a candidate like Bernie Sanders who people are excited to vote for. It's going to depend on if Trump and the Republican establishment can turn the word socialism into a, into what it already is, like the stigma around it already, and if Bernie Sanders can convince people that the stigma is not the stigma that they think it is because it's not fucking like it's, it's not venezuela socialism it's, it's just yeah i mean it's all going to depend because i mean they're this whole like 15 dollars an hour and you know basically trying to get the um you know the the poor vote um that's 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 what they that that's what bernie needs he's speaking directly to the more like middle class and lower middle class Mm. Um, and he needs a high turnout of those, the people that like those policies because people that are in like the middle class, higher middle class or are benefiting right now from Trump's, um, politics are, it's going to be hard for them to vote for someone who's like, we want to take some of your money away. Right. It's hard to vote against your own interests, your own monetary interests. Right. I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, cause like it's, it's tough when you're saying like, even someone like me. Who makes a pretty good amount of money mm-hmm. thinking more than likely like of like bernie's policies are probably going to directly impact my paychecks uh you'll probably pay more in taxes but you won't have to pay for anything for health care so that'd be cool yeah i mean so it's so maybe. you'll pay for health care but you won't you know yeah. it like balance out maybe i don't know it, it well that that's all it, I, I literally who knows because right now i'm like i don't know but i'm just saying like when you're thinking about how the economics work and like the in the in his in his views, it's going to be a, a leveling out. There's going to be take. I mean, obviously they want to get rid of billionaires and, and stuff like that, which I I get. Like 
guess, kind of. I mean, I, yeah, not. I don't think it's get rid of them. It's just make them actually pay taxes. Yeah. Which is my, like, biggest fucking thing. Like, I don't understand why those people don't have to pay taxes. And why there's stupid-ass loopholes where they can donate to their friends that own these mm-hmm. faux fucking charities and get tax rights Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely, like, that. those shady things that go on. Do I think Fucking they should, Mike Bloomberg. I don't go think, fuck yourself. I don't think they should be taxed. I think I might be getting a, a little drunk right I now. I don't think they should be taxed at a higher rate. Um, just because I don't think because you if you make more money you deserve to pay more money. I think you do deserve to pay more money. I see, think so. I don't see that's where we differ. This is where in like as I get older and as I start climbing my way up the income bracket, mm-hmm. uh, my 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 economic views are changing because I like if I were to eventually let's say get to a position at Quicken Loans or wh- wherever I'm working where I'm making a substantial amount of money. Like, I just don't feel like... I've worked my fucking ass off to get there. Like, I don't feel like I should then have to be taxed at a higher rate. Are you talking about becoming a billionaire? No, a billionaire, but even like... I'm talking about billionaires. Well, we're talking about... You're so much closer to becoming a homeless person than you are to becoming remotely close to a billionaire. But what we're saying is when you start taxing the higher... The percent... Like, when we think about the, the, the... the the Yes, the 1% of the, the billionaires. Which is what Bernie and Elizabeth Warren have, like, but they also want to tax. On. I mean, they also want to tax all tax higher tax rates. Well, the wealth, more. the wealth tax, like I'm pretty sure that thing starts at like 500 million dollars, like which yeah. is an absurd amount of money for anyone to have, especially when you aren't paying shit in taxes and you're relying on fucking employees of yours to come and work for you, working on it's in some cases like slave wages you yeah. you 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 drive on the fucking roads that uh people build for you you use the stoplights you don't have to you don't pay for cops because you're not paying any taxes and all this shit is just working for you and benefiting you more than everyone else like it's fucked up i get where you're coming from in terms of like this yeah, lo- the this upper is, this lower thinking, upper but the problem is is you're you yes you're speaking direct but that's not the only thing that's gonna touch they're gonna start hitting everyone who's made like the tax, the taxes are going to get higher for everyone besides for like the lower middle class. Like the the people, like taxes are going to raise for everyone who's making a higher living. Right, but also there's going to be things that we're not going to be paying for anymore. Like we're not going to be paying for health care. Is our is our health care going to be as good? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone in Canada does not complain about their health care. Every every story you read about like this all all this bullshit is not fucking true. Like, I'm just saying. I just, I mean, it just depends because it's not like I pay that much in healthcare. I feel like I pay $175 a month for shit healthcare where I don't even get anything unless I get a catas- catastrophic in- injury. Yeah, I mean, I pay. I mean, I, I who knows? I mean, I don't pay a lot for healthcare, but it's just like what. Is I'll, I'll have to. I, what I need to see is like how is it going to like I personally. Like don't I don't it depends on how it like I'm the of the mindset where it does what if it's gonna impact depending on how the impact to me if it's minor then I don't really care but if it's if it's if it's significant that's where I get a little worried yeah I don't know I just think like I just think and then like I come from going to get a you know the i go go get a sub today and it takes 15 minutes for a dude to make my sandwich who's in high school i'm like does that guy really deserve 15 dollars an hour like i started where i'm at making less than that and i like i don't feel like that what what i the the service that i just experienced deserves 15 dollars an hour 
I mean, like, have you ever had an off day at work? I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but you can't some, just generalize some, that. Well, statement. some jobs. I mean, are you gonna then raise everyone else's wages? I would fucking hope so. Like, so if, if the minimum is fifteen, so what? What are you accomplishing? Because then everything else is just gonna raise. Well, this is why things raise. Like, like it's not gonna. It's not necessarily gonna raise everything else. It's gonna create. Like, okay, so let's say I can go work at um, and a job that's easier than a different job. You're gonna go do that if it's like pay, pays the same, right? You're gonna work at the easier job. Maybe. That's a mindset thing. What are you? What is your goals? What is your? What is your aspirations? Right. Are you gonna go to an easier job because you're just lazy as shit and you just want the easiest route to make money? Are you gonna go maybe go to a company that the job is tough, but the the potential growth that you can see within that company is is much higher? So you're you wanna you wanna start at that company even though the job's shittier. But the growth potential and the growth opportunities right. there's are a bunch more. Of, there's a bunch of things that go into it. Like, but you, you're it's, just... it's so much more complicated than just, this guy sucks at making subs. He doesn't deserve $15 an hour. Like I guarantee you anyone would rather have a minimum wage job that isn't in fast food. I and... just don't understand like what like what then you're paying, you're, you're starting. Like when you're, when you're talking, when you generalize $15 an hour, it's just... Okay, so then at Quicken Loans, when I'm when I'm thinking about like I started as a in customer service, answering calls and, and handling people's mortgages, which is the their most most people's mm-hmm. largest asset that they have is their home. I was literally had the ability to access and do whatever I basically wanted to their mortgage, yeah. and I started at fourteen fifty an hour. Right, and that's fucking insane bullshit because you work for a like a fucking one so of the what, richest people so in the world. So what you're saying is like what? Then what are what, what is I'm saying that is Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans in the first place is a super fucked up place to work with how they do shit. I know you guys all love it because it's all like gimmicky and great, but like they have like I mean I mean maybe this isn't Quicken Loans, but this is like yeah what, I don't know what, what you're talking about because we I mean well this that is was what when the, I started seven years ago. Now this is the like same this is like room whatever Mitchell is, uh, Vroom. Like sure. that's a division of Quicken Loans, right? And they have like these big giant meetings where they're all about like reinvesting in the company and like you should be like using our shit. It's like okay, so you're being gimmicky. So all of your employees are still beholden to them and to getting this guy more fucking money. And he might you not might not be the one of the worst of the billionaires. I'm not. I don't know enough about Dan Gilbert to say that, but I know that he is making a shit ton of money. And sure, you guys are of none of you guys are getting compensated enough for what you do for that company because you do everything for that company. I mean, there's people at the company that the people that actually drive the business, like the bankers, your, your top bankers at the company that drive the most business are making hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, so they should probably be making more. What do you want? I mean, they're making a shit ton of money. I don't know, man. I just feel I just feel like there is it enough shit like to go do. around and there's enough shit to make people have a better fucking life and people not have to like die because they can't afford healthcare. Like that's fucking fucking crazy. I think me. I do think healthcare when you don't have a job or you don't have you don't have a job that subsidizes your healthcare that pays for part of your healthcare. I do think it's crazy how expensive it is. I don't. Th- I think it's crazy that we don't have like leave for people on maternity leave. Like, yeah, that should be government paid for. Like, and you know what? That shit does cost money. But like, people fucking die. People fucking. I don't know if it should be government paid for. Who should I mean, pay what for? What if it? someone has fucking twenty kids? 
You think they should just get paid every single time by the government because they want to have a whole bunch of kids? I don't know. I'd rather have that than then a bunch of kids just die or grow up to be fucking uh, gangbangers. Yeah, so I guess, like, I mean, it's like, okay, it's not, at some point... Like, this is why it's abortion... Like, this, this, is why the fucking, this is why the fucking crime rate went down 20 years after they legalized abortion in New York. Because people have a bunch of kids that... Um, aren't wanted, so they're not taken care of, and you know, and also a part of that is like fucking how we impoverish people of color because of like fucking redlining. We're not letting them. There's just, there is so it's so complicated. There are so many issues, mm-hmm. and people get hung up on the ones that are about taxing people that make more money, which just pisses me off that that's what we get hung up about when there's people have, we have people out there dying from overdoses in like an epic proportions mm-hmm. from. The way our healthcare system is monitor monitorized with all these fucking drug companies. Sure, it's and the, the way that we just let like honestly, all those people that fucking set up like the the oxycotton and whatnot and like fucked with everybody with saying that these aren't addictive and then like pushed for marijuana illegalization. Those people should be in fucking jail or fucking just killed. I don't fucking care. They're evil people profiting on the deaths mm-hmm. of. A generation. There's some real fucked up people in healthcare. Yeah, and it's all fucked up because of of, of the way cap, of late stage capitalism. Because like that makes more money if people get addicted to drugs. That's more money, yeah. and there needs to be a I agree check with you on, on that. that kind of stuff. Because obviously, it, that's directly those those kind of things have directly impacted my life. hundred right. um, percent. I just there there it's tough because I think we we when we go when we talk about a lot of these social policies, um, it's those are. I definitely lean more democratic. I I do like socially. I I do a hundred percent. But it's just like, um, but those are the ones I just brought up are pretty economic policies. I mean, yeah. I mean the the yeah. I mean medically, I guess like, but the abortion and those kind of things. Abortion like, is yeah. social, yeah. Socially, I I drive to the gym every day and. I pass the... God, uh, I hate passing those people. Yeah, and I just flick them off the entire time. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I literally just roll down my window and like let them I really just it. want to like pull up with a sign and just hold it up and says like an arrow said, this guy sucked my dick. <laughs> I want to just, I I want to, I mean, God, this is so, I like this, these, these are the thoughts in my head that I go, wow, like I'm kind of, that, that's fucked up. But like sometimes I just like wish someone just lost control, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and just... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, those people, like, you don't it's have nothing better to do. the divisive nature of this country right now. You have nothing better to do but stand out there on a Saturday morning and and picket women that are trying to go in. And, I, and it just depends, I guess. I mean, people have different views. Like, I guess I, I lean more, if I had to choose one way or another, I, I lean more towards just letting them. I late stage abortion is like I'm against, but yeah, like, I mean that's not even I don't even think that's legal anywhere unless the <laughs> yeah. mother's life is directly so, in danger, right? Like, and people just think it is, but yeah. it's just not. Um, yeah. But you know, and then we didn't even get into like the talk about climate change and like what that could mean for the future, and you know, I don't know. That's it's a pretty dark dark time. Like, I don't think anything is going to happen to um, us being. Um, you know, not from an island nation, but island nations, like, if this, their sea level rises a little bit, like, shit's gonna fuck everything. I just, I just want to know, is there actually, without basically taking, like, ridiculous, like, 
almost like dictator-like actions is there any actual way to stop it like in a reasonable amount of time like i just i just don't know at this point like what we're going to do like this shit's i feel like we're we're already past the point of like it's kind of just inevitable at this point um well a lot of the science is like based off of hopeful future science so it, probably it's we just probably like are past what the point. it's like what like are we is there anything we can act like yes i know these like little thing here do this do that but no it's it's not about like it's, us individually yeah, it's, no i know but like even like these major policies like how fast are you even can you even and even if it were like a globally just everyone got on the same page there it's not like how fast can you make these changes if globally everyone got on the same page we could do it problem is going to be that china's not going to get on the same page um most of europe probably will be on but there's going to be like the whole asia complex is not going to be on board with that yeah i mean um, they're the ones who fucking just get everyone coronavirus right so fuck them yeah and they lied about it a little bit too like they tried to suppress the, the initial outbreak i believe china did and now it's kind of like good chance it's going to be a global epidemic thankfully I mean, me and I, you are um in the stage of our lives world we would probably beat it because i think it's only a two percent kill rate right now yeah, I mean, it's just like every every year there's something that's going to kill us all. Mm. I mean, I literally, there's I saw a tweet, since 2000, every single year there's been something that's going to kill us all. Like right. some kind of global thing that that that, that breaks out. It'd be Zika, mm. be it, whatever. I mean, there's there's been a whole, I, yeah. I, I don't have the tweet on me, but it was it was crazy Ebola, to see. You know, every year there's something. And, in, and influenza kills the most. Right, so it's just like, I don't, I don't worry. I mean, yes, obviously always your youngest and oldest people are always at risk because mm-hmm. they just don't have great immune systems. But a lot of this is like it's like a fucking really it's like the fucking bronchitis or the flu. Like that shit kills people every day. Right. I guess the only worry is like if it mutates into something sure. more dangerous cuz like it, mu- it does mutate every time. Cuz that's how fucking, fucking life works. Yeah, I mean, is it I mean, if I like just if it mutates into something airborne and something that's like has like let's let's say like a 35 percent kill rate then that's scary okay yeah if it gets to that point then yeah no one's leaving their fucking house yeah then uh, yeah like that's how that's already how it is and like i think wuhan like uh where it's originated like people can't leave their houses they they're struggling to get food it's like scary as fuck out there like you know (laughs) that's that's terrifying and i'm really glad shit like that isn't happening here and i don't think it ever could happen here well because of how 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 advanced our medical fields are not even that like just because of how our government hasn't completely taken over our like social media and i also think it's pretty wild that um i'm surprised that we allow flights from china yeah i think a lot of them have stopped i mean there but there was like certain airports like detroit was like an airport that we were allowing people to come from china Mm -hmm. and like to me I get like I just to me I understand like there's probably families that are like begging like you know they're not perfected right. but but to me like that risk is too crazy I'm sorry like I don't well why no sorry I don't like to me like those times well of we have to get our citizens back I mean maybe <laughs> well I mean we would get so much shit if we didn't like you got to think of the political ramifications until, if Trump until, doesn't let citizens like if this back. was like a big fucking like if this if this coronavirus is is really like if it I think goes. The, the the fact that the kill rate is so low is like helpful. 
Yeah, I just, I mean, they, they you see these big numbers online, like, oh, there's so many people infected. And now it's, like, in Italy, like, pretty hardcore right now. Yeah. So, which means, like, there is a good chance of a global pandemic. Yeah. Which, pandemic sounds terrifying. We've had a couple of them with influenza already. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried for this virus. Like, I think we could probably come up with a vaccine. But then we're going to have to deal with all, like, that's the new, next news cycle is going to be. It's the anti-vaxxers going against the coronavirus mm. vaccine. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's just nonstop with social media and how the internet and how plugged into these things we are. Like, how we don't really go, we don't really go five minutes without looking at our phone. Oh, dude, I'm obsessed. And, and, and that's, that's kind of I think the other it's day, dangerous I was for at, mental health. Th- yeah, oh yeah. It's, like, gives, it's, it's it fucks me up it gives a lot. Me, I'm pretty sure, I mean, and I'm pretty sure most people, like, I think it's de- made me develop, like, anxiety. Yeah, me too. Um, Like, the other day I was at work and I was so busy that I left my phone over by another team. And, because uh, I, like, ran a huddle for them. And um, I went... It was like four hours later I realized that I had not had my phone on me. And Chelsea was like blowing me up thinking – like I was super – I stayed at like extra, like two hours late, two and a half hours later than I was supposed to. Yeah. And I hadn't looked at my – I didn't even realize my phone was in my pocket and I was just so busy. And I, and I, that was like the long – I think that was the longest stretch I've ever went without looking at my phone besides sleeping. Yeah, dude. Dude, when I went out with uh, Jeff uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and my phone died like early in the night, and I just didn't have my phone the entire night. It was kind of blissful because like I can't look at my phone. I can't even. I can't do anything if I don't want to. You know, like you know the the feeling like let's say you go to the bathroom to take a shit, and then you realize oh shit, I didn't ta- I didn't bring my phone, and so you're just in there, and it's just like crazy how. <laughs> like how much anxiety you have of not having your phone on you for five seconds, like for doing something that everyone fucking does. Yeah. Yeah, the uh the the phone angle is wild. I just don't I think we should it's, just it's, get it's, rid of them. It's creating it creates I mean, you're looking at it right now during this conversation. Yeah. I'm holding up itching to look at these notifications, but I'm holding back. Yeah, the US CDC warns of disruption to everyday life with the spread of coronavirus. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is going to be like uh, how it, like the I think the stock market took like a big fall. Yeah, of course. Um, because like because you, these companies in China and stuff like d- delaying products yeah. and they're going to have poor or- earnings and the stock market's weird. I need to get into stocks to be honest. Like I, it's it's a push. It's part of my life that I'm not that I have not yet explored, but I need to if i want to be able to retire me and and dylan looked into them but honestly i don't know stocks are i don't that thing stock markets is so fucking stupid like it's just gambling on stuff that no one fucking knows what's going on yeah it is it's gambling and now it's all and now it's all it's all computer like every every major like thing is like computer logarithm based yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's definitely something. I think that it's a market that you definitely should have money in. Um, mm-hmm. I think I got some stocks of. Snapchat it just depends still. on like what you you know. There's like risky stocks, and then there's stocks that are like pretty, that return pretty like decent. Mm-hmm. That aren't gonna like screw you basically. Me and Dylan's best stock was uh, Match.com. It like tripled when we bought in. 
and you know because they own like tinder and yeah i think bumble too like <laughs> you know dating things are just probably gonna get honestly that's one of the things that has gotten me more even more addicted to my phone is being on online dating because it's just like i miss that i'm bored i'm just swipe 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 and it's just like it's all it's all terrible like i, I suck at it and I'm emotionally unavailable, so I don't know why I fucking even do it. So, <laughs> yeah, I I missed that whole uh, part of my life. So, yeah, well, um, honestly, it's it's okay. I would trade it for <laughs> for what I used to have, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my life is uh, my life's pretty cool. I mean, I just you know, I, my wife and I. Uh, most most nights I go to bed by about 10 p.m. I watch we watch some mindless television before mm. then. We hang out with our child. I wake up. I go to the gymnasium. We'll get a like, nice little workout. D- the gymnasium. Yeah, <laughs> I've go, not heard it called that in a long time. Go to work and uh, work my ass off, and then basically rinse and repeat every single day. Come home, cook a meal, watch a mindless TV, go to bed, work out. Same shit every day. Mm. And I and I and it's weird because at this point now I see a lot of my friends partying on random like Tuesdays and I'm like I'm in bed by the time you guys are even starting to hang out, so it's just yeah, um, it's a good it's a good life, but like sometimes I miss I miss that uh, miss the chaos I miss I miss that little bit of wildness you know yeah it's it's been weird being like because you know I've never been single for this long in my whole life since i've been dating yeah um so it's been weird going on this uh, this journey you know what's weird is seeing all my like ex-girlfriends or ex-people i used to hang out with like pregnant and married and stuff right now mm-hmm. like like i still follow and it's weird even weirder when my wife is friends with them on like facebook yeah it's like, okay well yeah it's you know it's weird hanging out with all my exes like all the fucking time <laughs> welcome to the love circle baby like jenna and grazina were over here today and they're both being ridiculous and they're both at one point i'm playing super smash bros and they both just jump on top of me and I'm like what the fuck and i'm going to stay with olivia in chicago who is also tomorrow. your ex and yeah. you're gonna be staying with her and her boyfriend right yeah yeah <laughs> which thankfully you know i don't know some I I just have a good relationship with my exes for, for some reason. It just has worked out. Because, Nick, you're like half gay. Yeah, because I'm half gay. Yeah. You're like not they, bi. They call that bi. No, 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 no you're not bi. <laughs> you're like literally half gay. I'm, I, isn't that like Metro or something? I, no. I, it's You're your own thing. <laughs> you're like, you're not bi, but you're like kind of gay. I'm just flamboyant. I'm just, you, yeah, I guess you could just say I'm flamboyant. No, you're half gay. <laughs> That's what I'm calling you for now on. Sounds like a fucking um, uh, D&D character instead of a half-elf. You're a half-gay. You're a half-gay. <laughs> like, you're like... You're like Mayor Pete. You're, like, kind of feminine. I could totally, like, see you dating a dude, but I know that you like chicks. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. always say I wish I could date a dude, but, you know, something about sucking a dick doesn't sound very good to me. <laughs> what a way to end it. <laughs> Mike... Um, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Anything you want to promote? Uh, just follow me at Mike Carls. Um, eventually, our podcast will come back. I don't know in what form. Uh, so what podcast yeah, is that? It's at Swimming with Sharks. But just follow at Mike Carls. I might have something else cooking up my sleeves. All right, guys, follow me at Nick Wagella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Find us wherever you can find your podcast. Probably on Spotify too. 
Uh, well, actually, not probably. It's on Spotify. Um, but, um, uh, follow Barstool. <laughs> follow if you Barstool. Just do it. Look out for Two Birds, One Stone. New podcast in the world. Remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. We love you. We love you. Thank you.